seven, Stan Phillips. Good morning, Mets fans. How you doing? Happy 4th of July. Hope you're enjoying the beautiful summer weather. A little hot, but not that bad. And hopefully our Mets are starting to get hot. Uh, they did the right thing yesterday. They came and they won. They beat the Texas Rangers in a rubber game, 4-1 to Sunday. Uh, at first, it looked a little bit shaky. John Aheim took Carlos Carrasco deep on the first pitch to third inning. Nathaniel Lowe was picked off to end the second inning, and that tied the game at one. Uh, Cookie ran into further trouble in the frame, putting runners in scoring position with two outs, but got out of the jam and settled in nicely. He struck out eight batters in five and two-third frames, allowing six hits and one walk. He left the game after putting the tying run at the plate, but Joey Rodriguez got Cole Calhoun to ground out to end the threat, giving Carrasco just one earned run on the afternoon. And it was a nice bounce back from Carrasco. It allowed five plus runs in three of his last four starts. Uh, crowd gave him a big hand when he left the field. And he did what he had to do. He pitched a good enough game to keep the Mets in. Didn't give up a lot of runs. And that's all you ask for your starting pitcher. Now, Starling Marte got the Mets on board in the first inning with a solo home run. After, the mat, after that, the Mets' bats were quiet for a bit, but they caught a break in the fourth when Pete Alonso dropped a, reached on a drop third strike. It was good to see Pete hustle down the line, and uh, it paid off for him, as Jeff McNeil ripped a double down the right field line, scoring Alonso and giving the Mets a 2-1 to one lead. Eduardo Escobar, he's been hot. He's got the power stroke going, and his power stroke uh, came through yesterday, and he hit a two-run blast, making a three-run Met lead. It was Escobar's third straight game with a homer. Now, Dominic Smith had his first multi-hit game since returning to the big leagues. He's hitting .353, uh, 6 for 17 since getting called back up, and that's nice. We get Dom back into the mix, that's going to be special. Now, the bullpen of Rodriguez, Adam Adovino, and Edwin Diaz combined for three and a third scoreless innings, so they did the job. And uncharacteristically, Diaz did run into trouble, putting the tying run at the plate, but he struck out two, as did Rodriguez, and got Leode Tavares to fly out. So a big win for the Mets. Big, big win. And uh, they'll be happy to take that one, that's for sure. Now here are some of the audio highlights from the game. I hope you enjoy. That smack to deep left field. Back goes Calhoun looking up and it's out of here. Starling Marte homers for the second straight day. Another first-inning home run for Sterling, his ninth of the year, and it's 1-0 New York. Jonah Heim drives one to deep right center field, and that's going to tie the game. Heim with his second home run of this series, and his 12th of the year, and it's 1-1. And that's strike three, but it goes to the backstop. Heim plays the carom, and he hits the runner, and Alonzo's going to go to second. He winds up at second base on a strikeout. 
And McNeil drives one down the right field line. That's going to go to the corner. That'll score Alonzo. McNeil in the second base with an RBI double, and the Mets go back in front two to one. Who struck out his first time up. And he launches one out to right center field. Back goes Garcia to the track, looking up, and it's out of here. Eduardo Escobar is homeward for the third consecutive game. A two-run shot for Escobar, and it's 4-1 New York. And Tavares flies one toward the gap in left center. Back goes in Ciarte to put it away, and the ball game is over. Edwin Diaz saves it for Carlos Carrasco. And the Mets take the rubber game of the series from Texas, 4-1. to And there you have it. The highlights from yesterday's big win. Now the Mets go on the road for a brief three-game road trip to Cincinnati to take on the Reds. First game is this evening. I believe it's 6.35 or 6.40 start. So hopefully we can win that series too and get the ball rolling. But eyes weren't only in flushing. Is it tempting though when you look at... I'm sorry. Eyes weren't only focused on flushing yesterday. They were focused on Port St. Lucie. And the reason being... Jacob DeGrom was on the mound. And anytime Jacob DeGrom is on the mound, eyes are watching. Now, it was the first time since July 7th DeGrom took the mound in a professional baseball game. Did pitch in preseason games this year, but not in a game that counted. Now, making a rehab start with the single-A St. Lucie Mets against the Jupiter Hammerheads. I love that nickname, Jupiter Hammerheads. DeGrom was clocked at 100 miles per hour on his first two pitches tonight at 101 miles per hour on his third. He struck out the first two batters he faced before hitting Ian Lewis with an 0-2 pitch. But the two-time Cy Young Award winner rebounded by getting Brady Allen looking as DeGrom struck out three hitters in the inning on 18 pitches. DeGrom came back out to pitch the second inning, striking out the first two batters that he saw. Mets GM Billy Epler had said that the plan for DeGrom was to throw somewhere in the vicinity of 25 pitches. So once DeGrom got to 24 pitches on Sunday, his night came to an end. DeGrom fi DeGrom's final lead read one and two-third innings of hitless ball. All five of his outs were recorded via the strikeouts. Now here's some of the highlights and here's Jacob DeGrom talking about the performance last night. Went well. Um, you know, everything felt really good. Um, you know, we've been working on some mechanical things uh, that I saw were a little off in spring, and everything felt like it was in line tonight. And good step. Um, you know, looking forward to getting back out there and helping the team win. How great was it just to be? It's great. You know, nobody wants to miss time. You know, we all want to be out there competing, and you know, nobody wants to get hurt. So, um, you know, to even though it's a uh, first rehab start um, had a lot of nerves and was excited to be back out there were all your pitches working were you limiting it to certain pitches or? yeah um i only threw one change up um you know so but the one i threw was really good so um felt like i had control of everything the main thing was trying to locate the fastball and then pitch off that so um you know felt like i was able to do that there was a couple uh, but you know that's part of the game but um everything felt good and how's your shoulder it feels 100%. So, um, you know, this make sure moving forward that it feels good and, you know, continue from there. And what's the next step for you? Um, I got to talk to them. Probably another start here. And then, um, 
you know, move it along from there. How different is your approach to this rehab considering the team up in New York is gearing up for a pennant chase and that they've had a successful season so far today? Yeah, this one, you know, it was because it was bone, um, you know, it was very structured out as far as there was no you can't really try to push it. I had to wait till the bone was healed and then uh, move forward from there. So, um, you know, with muscles and stuff, it can be, you know, hey, I'm feeling pretty good. Let's move this along. But, you know, with this, it was pretty cut and dry. We have to wait till this heals and then build back up from there. But that's the main difference in approach to rehabs with those different injuries? Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the main difference, just knowing what it is and, and what has worked in the past for people and building a program off that. So, uh, with this, the main thing was making sure it was healed and then build up and you can't go too fast with it and be smart because, you know, if it happened again, then you're not playing the whole year. So, you know, it was, it's definitely tough. You want to go out there and you want to do more, but, um, you know, and you want to be up there helping the team. But at the same time, if you go um, too quick, then you're no help at all the whole year. So there you have it. Jake is back and looking good, looking just like Jake. So... Hopefully all goes well, and we'll see Jake very, very soon on the mound in City Field. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Oh, yes. Now, what else is going on? Eduardo Escobar is red hot. Now, the early months of May and June weren't that kind to Eduardo Escobar. The Mets starting third baseman hit 212 in May and followed that by dipping to 207 in June. But since the calendar flipped to July, Escobar has been as hot as the weather, homering again in Sunday's 4-1 win over the Texas Rangers, his third homer in as many days. Escobar said on Friday night that he's taking a new season mentality into July, and three games into the month, it's hard to imagine a veteran being in a better place, particularly with the mental side of the game. He said he feels really good, and he'll say it again, working, 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 working. Now the results showed right there. For me, it's good, but it's more important that we win and win the series. He says he feels really good right now, and he feels happy, and that's good. So what's changed for Escobar over the last three days? Physically, Escobar said he hasn't made any kind of mechanical adjustments to his swing. The biggest change, he said, has been his mindset. Everything here is mentality, Escobar said while pointing toward his temple. It's really hard when you're struggling and you're thinking too much. No matter what you do in your life, player, lawyer, whatever, if you're thinking too much, you're in trouble. Baseball is really hard, and when you're thinking too much, it's even harder. I think the most important thing for me, he said, is to come in here and have fun. I control what I control, working hard every day, coming here happy and play hard. That's the most important thing. Now, through all the peaks and valleys, though, Escobar has kept the same positive attitude and consistent approach. Buck Showalter said, I think sometimes you can want something too much, and he still does, but he's just such a consistent human being, and it's surprising when you see him go through spells, which he has before. You hate to see good people, good teammates, good competitors struggle like that. It's painful. I shouldn't say struggle, but just perform at the level that you know he's capable of, but through thick and thin, he hasn't changed effort or defense. Now, Escobar's uptick is not only an important sign for a Mets team that has seen their offense take a bit of a dip lately, but also appears to be a positive for the overall team morale, as Escobar is one of the most well-liked and well-respected members of the clubhouse. Jeff McNeil said, he's swinging the bat extremely well. I'm proud of him. He's doing some great things for us right now, putting some big swings on the ball. Just happy for the guy and glad he's breaking out. 
and aren't we all? It is good to see Eduardo back. And hopefully he can continue the hot hitting today. Uh, it should be a very interesting matchup today. Hunter Green, one of those enig enigmas who can throw the ball 100 miles an hour, but his record is only 3-9 with a 5.72 ERA going for the Reds. And the man was probably the ace of our staff this year, Taiwan Walker, going for the Mets 6-2 with a 2.72 ERA. The game is at 640. So hopefully Eduardo can keep it going today. And it's good to see our good friend Jeff McNeil feels good again after his hamstring injury. The running joke between Buck Walter and Jeff McNeil is that the ball is going to be hit wherever it needs to go to test McNeil's wake. Stick McNeil at second base and he'll need to charge a grounder and make an off-balance throw as he did a couple days ago. Slide McNeil to left field and he will have to run back to the warning track to make the catch as he did in the first inning Sunday. McNeil said, the ball is going to find you. McNeil passed both tests in the field and just as importantly was the catalyst in the rally for the first time in the five games since he returned from a week-long absence due to hamstring tightness, leading the Mets to that 4-1 victory yesterday against the Rangers. Showalter even said, if he's not on the All-Star team, I don't see how. I'm not one of those guys who forgets everything guys have done through the year just because you don't get a hit every at-bat. Showalter and McNeil talk frequently about which of his defensive positions is less taxing on his leg. The conclusions, it's anyone's guess. Now, McNeil has said that, I mean, Showalter said that we both say it would be different if we knew what kind of balls were going to be hit to you. His leg is fine. There is no pain or problem. I think until he gets a few days behind him, it's going to be a little tentative. But I know Jeff in the heat of the moment is going to go for it. He's going to go to first, third, or go, going to try to catch that baseball. And I agree with Buck. Jeff is that type of guy. Uh, when the ball's in play, he's 100% focused on getting that ball. Now, McNeil's first start in left field since June 19th was quiet after the first inning until Endor Inciarte took over as a defensive replacement at the top of the ninth with a tying run at the plate. Inciarte chased down the final out of the game in the gap. By then, McNeil had already done his damage. After Pete Alonso reached second base on an error leading off the fourth, McNeil pulled a tie-breaking RBI double into the right field corner. Eduardo Escobar followed with his third home run in as many games to make it 4-1. to one. Now McNeil said, I've been out a few days and that's always tough. When I got to the plate there, I was just trying to get Pete to third. That was probably the one time I wasn't trying to get a hit. Lucky enough to get it down the line. McNeil returned to the number 8 hole on June 28th, a spot that he's occupied 18 times, but that doesn't maximize his 360 batting average with runners on base. He was 1 for 12 since his return before the 100th double of his career. McNeil said a few times the last few days, I'm cautious of my leg coming off what has gone on the last week. I'm trying to play smart. Sunday was a good test. I was able to run 100% a couple of times and felt great. It feels good to be myself again. McNeil delivered. Sunday is Alonzo's protection from the number five hole, which could soon belong to power hitter trade deadline acquisition. There will be room for McNeil, though. He still may get to bat in that position, but we shall see. McNeil said he's a little surprised when I look out on the board because it seems like he's got 50 or 60 RBIs. But he has driven a lot of big runs for the Mets. McNeil, by the way, has 34 RBIs for the year. But like... Showalter and the rest of the team know he has hit some clutch, clutch hits this year. And uh, the numbers, the RBI total really doesn't dictate what he's done. So it's good to have a healthy Jeff McNeil back. 
And I think we can all agree on that. Now, remember Kumar Rocker, the former Met draft pick? Well, he had a minor uh, scope on his right shoulder last September, following concern over his arm from the team. Now, the Mets didn't sign Rocker, whom they drafted 10th overall last summer due to concern over his arm, and he is draft eligible again this year. He had a five-game stint with the Frontier League's Tri-City Valley Cats, having left Vanderbilt ahead of the 2021 draft, and he threw 20 innings with a 1.35 ERA. Now, Scott Boris even said, we have a very clear understanding after a minor scope of Kumar's medically documented health, which has allowed him to perform at the highest levels. Now, the Mets drafted Rocker after he fell to the 10th pick last season, but didn't end up offering him a contract due to concern over the medicals, receiving the 11th pick this year as compensation. Some of the Mets' concern was related to Rocker's elbow. The two sides had agreed on a $6 million signing bonus on draft day before a physical examination. Boris told ESPN that the procedure was not considered major and didn't involve Rocker's rotator cuff or labrum. Dr. Neil Atrache performed the procedure, and Rocker's medical information has been distributed to teams ahead of the July 17 draft. He is reportedly expected to go in the first round again. Rocker helped Vanderbilt to the 2019 World Series title and finished a three-year college career with a 2.89 ERA. He was one of the biggest names at the college level of sport, though his health caused his draft status to fluctuate. If Rocker is considered healthy, he could be considered one of the better pitching prospects in the draft this month. So we'll see. Who knows? Maybe even Rocker ends up with the Mets again. You never know. Baseball is a funny game, like Joe Garagiola said. Now it's time for our shameless plug of this podcast. If you're not a subscriber, please do subscribe. You'll be updated every time one comes up. And we try to do one daily. And we're carried on all the major platforms. So subscribe and try to listen every day. Uh, We love doing these for you. Uh, And if you're not a member of the Facebook group, New York Mets Baseball Way of Life, check us out there. Uh, Great content there every day. It's the companion to this podcast. So please do check it out. Now, as always, we go to this date in Met history. Two ballplayers were born on this date. Jose Akendo in 1963 and Jared Hughes in 1985. As far as transactions are concerned, the Mets sold Butch Metzger to the Phillies on July 4th, 1978. And on this date in 2011, the Mets signed free agent Miguel Batista. So there you have it. That's everything that's happened as far as birthdays and transactions on this date. And now, as we always do, let's delve deep into our Met Jeopardy and trivia question of the day. And we'll start with the trivia question today. Trivia question is, who holds the Mets career record for hits by hit by pitches as a batter? And the Jeopardy, two clues as always. Traded by the New York Mets to the Boston Red Sox in exchange for Joe Nunnally on November 12, 1999. And he was portrayed by Tracy Morgan as sketch on a 1997 episode of Saturday Night Live. Lock in your answers and we'll be back at the end of the podcast to tell you how you did, as always. Now let's talk about some of the stuff that's going on in the group. We mentioned that on this date in 2000, the Marlins defeated the Mets 2-0 on Derek Lee's two-run home in the ninth off Turk Wendell. Jesus Sanchez, 0-6 versus New York, is the winner. The loss ends catcher Mike Piazza's streak of 15 consecutive games with an RBI. 
And that was just too short of the major league mark. So Mike was on fire at the time. And who remembers all that? It's hard to believe it's been over 20 years since all this happened. Man, I'm getting old. I still remember the 69 and 73 Mets. I'm a dinosaur. Anyway, that's that. And as always, we always have good stuff in the group, so do check it out. Uh, Mike Freed is a constant contributor, giving good content every day. And he gives good insights, so check us out. Uh, check Mike out, I should say, on the group. Uh, you'll be glad you did. Well, that's going to wrap up another podcast for today. But before we wrap it up, we have to give you the uh, Jeopardy and Trivia answers of the day. And who's ready for that? Raise of hands. Okay. All of you are. And that is so good to see. The trivia question again was, who holds the Mets record of, for hit by pitches as a batter? Well, the correct answer is Michael Conforto with 50. Congrats to John Tierney on being the first to submit the correct answer. Uh, the Jeopardy question, as always, two clues. First clue, traded by the New York Mets to Boston Red Sox in exchange for Joe Nunnally on November 12, 1999. And number two was portrayed by Tracy Morgan in a sketch on a 1997 episode of Saturday Night Live. The correct response to Jeopardy is, who is Jermaine Allensworth? Congrats to John Tierney on being the first to submit the correct response again. Uh, he is amazing. He is on a roll. We have to knock off John Tierney. Well, kidding aside, uh, John's been amazing lately. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Don't forget tonight we have the Mets game. Uh, and it's going to be Hunter Green. It's going to be fun watching him. First time I'll watch him make a full legitimate start and going against Taiwan Walker. Enjoy the game, enjoy the day, enjoy the 4th of July. Uh, should be a nice day out there, so no matter what you do, enjoy it. And if you're watching the game or not watching the game, we'll be here to recap it all day tomorrow. So again, thanks for listening. Uh, means a lot to me. And enjoy your day. Let's go Mets. Step right up and greet the Mets.